Welcome to the Colon Cancer Podcast, stories of struggle, hope, and survival in the face of colorectal cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein. Welcome to episode four of the Colon Cancer Podcast. Ben DeHaan and Dustin Bryans are two good friends that were looking for a way to make a difference in the colon cancer community. They wanted to do something different to get people talking about the cancer that, in their words, is the cancer no one likes to talk about. So they came up with an idea that I believe will definitely get people talking. Join me for my conversation with Ben and Dustin. Ben, Dustin, welcome to the Colon Cancer Podcast. Hey, Lee. Nice to be here. Hey. So uh, before we get into your project, the Buttfolio, I just want to kind of learn about uh, your uh, relationship with uh, colon cancer. Um, I'll start this and then I'll kind of let Ben finish with his part. Um, in relation to colon cancer itself, when, when we were looking at starting this project, uh, Ben and I have been best friends for a little over 15 years. And... Um, we wanted to start a project to, to kind of do something meanif- meaningful, you know, give back uh, in some way. And I personally don't have a, a direct tie to colon cancer itself, per se. Um, when we were first looking into getting into a project like this, um, I'm a Marine Corps veteran, um, and I lost a younger sister to juvenile diabetes a few years back. So those were kind of the first things that I went to. Um, and then Ben came to me as I was doing, you know, we were both researching like what we wanted to, to kind of advocate for. And Ben actually came to me with the idea for colon cancer, um, because he has a family history on both sides, um, dealing with this disease. And, uh, what got me interested in it was when he brought it up to me, he just said, you know, take a look into it and see what you think. Um, and, when I was doing some research on it, I was just blown away by how big of an issue this is and people aren't talking about it. Um, I'm, I'm 28 years old and I can't think of any time in my life prior to getting involved with this project, uh, having any conversation with anyone in my family about it or even in school. Um, it just wasn't something that people were talking about and to find out that it's such a huge problem um, being the number two cancer killer in the country and and growing in our demographic was mind-boggling to me that people weren't talking about this more. I see. And and Ben, tell me about a little bit more about your family history. Sure. So uh, on my my mom's side, my grandfather passed uh, last year from uh, colorectal cancer. Um, and then on my dad's side, I have uh, two cousins that have been diagnosed um, young onset. So, um, you know, certain people prefer to remain anonymous, but there's, you know, a family history there. Um, and same thing that Dustin said, when I started delving into it more, especially on the, the young onset side, it was just um, pretty shocking to see the statistics, um, the fact that there's an incline on the mortality rate of people in the demographic of, you know, between 30 and 40, um, as opposed to a decline on the demographic over 50. And, and 
you know, why, why is that, you know, kind of occurring, um, in the younger demographic, I guess. I see. So Dustin, you made a point of bringing up something that, uh, is, is a common theme. It's something that people don't talk about. So you've decided to take on a project that from something that people don't talk about to putting it really out there. So uh, yeah. tell us about your project. So the idea of the Budfolio, um, just for the, for the listeners, it's, it's a photo book and, um, you know, it's exactly what it sounds like. There's butts there and then there's, you know, some kind of a background story behind the person that owns the butt that you're looking at. Um, and the whole idea for us was kind of, you know, like you said, we wanted it to be kind of a, an attention grabbing thing because, you know, we see there's a lot of events out, you know, there's a lot of like five K's and banquets and, and these do wonderful things and they're huge events and, you know, they're, they're getting involved in reaching out to thousands of people at a time. But, uh, just in my personal opinion, I don't feel like, you know, a lot of these people that are running a 5K cross the finish line and then sit down and talk about colon cancer or sit down and talk about breast cancer. So what we wanted was something that you could leave around. So that's why we decided to go with a coffee table book because it's something that, you know, when you've got friends over or, you know, say I'm sitting there on the couch waiting for my girlfriend to get finished getting ready for a night out or something and... I pick up this book that's laying on our coffee table and start thumbing through it. You know, even if I learn one thing in that two or three minutes that makes me think, you know, I might be at risk for this. Maybe I should get screened, you know, because there's, there's so many things about this colorectal cancer that, that even we're learning right now as we go along. So to be able to put some information out there and, uh, just make it readily available and kind of lighten the mood. Um, you know, because everybody's got a butt. You know, you go to get in the shower, <laughs> your butt's hanging out just like everybody else's, you know. So, you know, just I guess the theme for the project for us would be something attention grabbing, informative, and, uh, you know, to kind of make it a little more playful than, than uh, how severe, you know, this, this could really be. I understand. So it's for. Obviously, this is an audio podcast, so there's no visual here. So kind of walk people through once the book uh, gets put together and it gets out there, what are they going to find in the book besides pictures of butts? <laughs> <laughs> so so we're really – we're more about the the story behind the butt than the butt itself. We're not looking for any you know specific kind of butts. We want old butts, young butts, black, white, green butts. You name it, it's in there. We're looking for the stories. We want, you know, not just survivors. There's, there are going to be, you know, colon cancer survivors in there, but there's also going to be people in there that have no experience with colon cancer and, you know, have no family history or no knowledge of it prior to getting involved with this project, just like we were. Because, again, the theme there is that it can, it can show up anywhere. Um, I just had a phone call the other day with a woman who was telling me that her friend's family had zero, zero history. And, um, there were seven children in the family and every single one of them was diagnosed with Lynch syndrome and one by one, they're coming down with colon cancer. <laughs> so it's, it's not just about, 
um, you know, the people that already have it. We want to educate the people that don't know anything about it so that they start getting screened earlier and they can find out, you know, it's much better in my opinion for them to find out you've got two or three polyps than it is to find out that you've got an eight centimeter uh, tumor and you're in stage three and it's starting to spread. Um, you know, to be able to catch it in the early stages, that's dramatically reducing um, not only the the necessary treatment, but you're, it's increasing your survivability. So, you know, um, the stories are what we're looking for. You know, the the 24-year-old that was diagnosed at 21 and fought it for three years and they gave her four months to live and she battled it for three or four years and now she's in remission and going to get her master's and follow her dreams as well as the you know 42 year old that had no family history or anything like that and showed up with stage three or stage four and battled it and you know maybe they're not winning um you know not every story's got a happy ending but we want to tell all of them so when someone opens the book they're going to see a photo and a story that goes with that butt, so to speak, uh, behind that photo. Yes. Correct. We like to call it kind of uh, the naked truth. <laughs> I like that. Very good. Uh, what is your, so you've decided to uh, take a little out of the ordinary way to get this project off the ground. Talk about what you're doing to get this going. So right now we're actually halfway through a crowdfunding campaign on Kickstarter. Um, it's definitely proven to be more of a challenge than we thought going into it. Um, we were, you know, going into it, we were kind of focused on what we were doing after the, the crowdfunding campaign, but now it's definitely something where we've had to focus on our, our outreach in the community. Um, we've had an overwhelmingly positive reception in the community. Uh, people love it. Um, but uh, as far as going from a you know, a Facebook like to a donation. It's uh, two different ball games. So um, the problem is that it's it's time sensitive. So we're we're halfway through our campaign. We're a little bit over halfway funded. I think we're at uh, 53.5 percent funded. But the way that Kickstarter works is, if by day 30, uh, 14 days from now, March 31st, the end of Colon Cancer Awareness Month. If by that point we are not at 100 percent, um, we do not get to keep Move any forward, of yes. the money that uh, was was contributed to us. Um, and at that point, I mean, honestly, we won't be able to move forward and put the book together. Um, because it's so. a, it's an all or nothing kind of campaign with Kickstarter. Um, you either get 100 percent or more, you know, whatever you get funded. Or if you don't reach that goal, you get nothing. So that's kind of our our gauge for how it's received. Um, we are ahead of schedule right now. We're we're actually halfway today. Mark's um, you know halfway of our our campaign, but we're fifty three percent funded, so um, a little bit ahead of the curve. But um, yeah. having to work a little harder at uh, our outreach for sure. <laughs> Definitely a learning experience. I see. So what is, when the, when you hit your goal, and I'm confident you will, 
how big of a book is this going to be? Who is putting it together for you? And kind of what's the timetable once you get your funding as to uh, next steps and when you see this actually uh, going to press and being released? So we're looking to, timeline-wise, our first print run is anticipated to be around June 1st. Um, from the time March ends, you know, if we're funded, uh, there's a little window there, I guess, for them to actually gather the funds and, and get them to us. I believe that's up to about a week or two. Um, but in that time period, we've got a few different photographers that we're talking to. Um, Obviously, the, the yeah. guy that took the photos for what we have up on the Kickstarter page right now. He's our first choice. Um, but from there, once we've got, you know, we've everybody wants their their story in the book. Uh, I, I can't even tell you how many conversations I've had about this book that have turned out to to be them wanting to to contribute their butt to the book. Um, so finding candidates is easy. Um, we're going to have way more candidates than we're going to need for the for the book. I think we're looking right now to do um, probably about a hundred, a hundred butts. Um, and then, and that's the great thing about the platform too is, is you're you're not just making a donation, right? So there's several different reward tiers. You know, say um, for example, you pledge ten dollars um, to the cause, you get a sticker pack and a thank you letter. $25, you're pretty much pre-ordering the book for yourself. So at the same time as, you know, making a contribution to a great cause, you're actually getting a tangible back um, and money going towards, you know, more awareness. What do you anticipate selling the book for? Um, we haven't set the exact price yet um, because we're still looking at production costs. Um, we're looking probably around 2025 20, and then 20% of those, which is the number that we're at right now, could be more. Um, but a minimum of 20% will be going, getting donated to, um, as, as of yet, we're in talks with a few different organizations, organization, but we're focusing on education. So we're being very careful about where those donations go because we're not here to cure cancer per se. Um, we're focused on education and preventive maintenance, um, teaching people about colorectal cancer when they're younger so that they know, you know, their risk factors and they know, you know, the telltale symptoms, um, to get themselves screened earlier because they shouldn't be getting, you know, they shouldn't start getting screened when they're 50. They should start getting screened when they're 20. If get get a risk, screening when you're you know. 20, if you're at risk. And if there's nothing there, then every couple years you go back and get screened. And, you know, then if they find polyps or something, you found it early enough to do something about it. Um, because, you know, as a lot of people in the community know, by the time symptoms show up, a lot of times it's too late. No question. The the challenge, of course, as you know, is getting the insurance companies on board exactly. to, to agree to screen earlier than 50, which there are several people who are working very hard to to make that happen. Right. And that's another thing that we're, we're both huge advocates for. Um, it's just absolutely ridiculous yeah. that someone who's at, you know, at risk, who has family history on both sides, um, you know, chronic abdominal pain and bright red blood, uh, in their bowel movements 
and they're getting turned down is crazy to me. Ben, you mentioned you signed a uh, petition. Yeah, there's a petition going through to uh, um, lower the, the screening age. I, I, you know how these things go. I mean, but uh, it was going around, um, and I was invited as part of the cause, so I, I went ahead and put my signature on there. Terrific. That's yep. great. So, guys, I will post the links uh, to your Kickstarter page and anywhere else you'd like on the website with the podcast. But for people who are listening that are interested in making a donation, where should they go? Um, if you go to our website, actually, right now is redirecting to the Kickstarter page. So if they just go to thebuttfolio.com, um, B-U-T-T-F-O-L-I-O, thebuttfolio.com, that will redirect them straight to the Kickstarter page so they don't have to like, you know, do the legwork of trying to find it or search for it or anything. It'll send them right to it. Sounds great. Guys, you, you, I admire what you're doing as a stage four survivor myself. I appreciate you, the efforts that you're making to make a difference. Um, and especially those folks in the demographic you're targeting, the younger uh, demographic that unfortunately the diagnosis, the rate of diagnosis is growing at a, a, a scary rapid rate. Uh, I think it's wonderful what you're doing, and I and I thank you. We thank you. Thank, thank you, you for the support. Yeah, absolutely, uh, guys. Uh, thanks for being on the show, and uh, wish you all the best of luck on your campaign and uh, on all your future endeavors. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast. Notes from this episode can be found on our website at thecoloncancerpodcast.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on our website, on iTunes, or on the Stitcher app for listeners using an Android device. If you or a loved one has a question about colon cancer, please visit the Colon Cancer Alliance website at www.ccalliance.org. Again, that's www.ccalliance.org. You can also email your questions to us at info at the colon Thanks again for listening. Be well, everyone.